Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three game show hosts on my TV. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the ding, ding, ding. You just want a lot of money, Jared. What's going on, guys? Armos checking in. My game show host is a bit of a, a doozy. Most of you guys probably haven't, haven't heard of him. Jimmy Carr. He does the Big Fat Quiz. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Yeah, you were right. I've never heard of it. I knew it. <laughs> I have not heard of that either. Alec, what's yours? Because we were talking before and he he thought that he had mine. Well, I am, I switched it up. I oh, okay. realized something else. Uh, my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn. And I think uh, my favorite game show host would have to be Hell's Kitchen uh, host Gordon fucking Ramsay. I'm a, I'm a big Gordon Ramsay guy. You don't know. So like, I like that. Mainly because I like to cook and I like to, like the idiot sandwich meme is iconic. So I think it's great. That's awesome. What about you, Dan? Hello, everybody. My name is Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am the Greg Davies of this podcast. If you haven't seen Taskmaster, you are missing out on life. I it's- love that show so much. Yes. <laughs> I love that show so much. I watch it all. I've watched every episode. I rewatch it. I watch oh it when God. I'm sad. Love I watch it, it when I'm it's happy. I watch it on a rainy day. It's my favorite I have no thing. idea what that is. Yes. I have no idea what it is either. There is a character in series 12 that is literally Tony. <laughs> I've watched season, series 12. There's a character that's just like Tony. It's so funny. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. If you played that show, that would be you. <laughs> okay. What about you, Tony? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the classic, the well-renowned Regis Philbin on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That was good. That was good. I, I was thinking show, about doing that. I yeah. love that show. Classy and classic. I was, uh, Bob Barker was a close second. R.I.P. Yep. R.I.P. Yep. Bob Barker. Um, Jared, I thought you were going to go with the OG Fear Factor, Joe Rogan. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was actually going to go with uh, Steve Harvey. Like, say what you want about his controversies or him as a person, but him as a host, he's one hell of a host for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jared, uh, what have you got to run down for us today? Ooh, the rundown. Let me tell you. So... 404pod.com. You guys should go check it out. It has everything related to D&D 404. <laughs> everything. <laughs> 404pod.com. <laughs> Merch. You can see, you can listen to all your greatest hits. Uh, check out uh, ep- episode uh, 64. It's a great one. It's a B-Day episode. <laughs> Highly suggest it. Also, you can check out all our other socials, Instagram, everything on there. All in one central location. 404pod.com. The hub. Yeah. Um, speaking of socials, by the way, uh, we are super close uh, to hitting a thousand uh, followers on Instagram. Uh, if you're listening to this, we are 112 followers away. 888 is what we have right now. So if you're following this podcast, but you're not following us on Instagram, go listen to it. We're going to go ahead and roll for the recap where I roll a giant rubber D4 that was eaten by my bunnies. Whoever it lands on does the recap. Uh, for the session, uh, one being me, two being <laughs> no fucking <Damn>. chance, bro. <laughs> no fucking chance. It's, it's, one a, being it's me, a meme being, at this point. He's doing it on purpose. Alec, three being Dan, four being Jared. 
And we'll go ahead and roll it. You guys can see. I'm just saying, if you ever see Tony on the street and just give him a pop quiz. Oh, please. What side of the dice? Oh, That's the God. first thing you do when you meet him. Please. Yeah. And if he gets it wrong, he has he to do a shot. drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I was just going to say punch him in the dick, but uh, yeah, I'm going to roll. Yeah, I'm gonna roll I'm rolling. Your mic's in the way. Hey. Yeah. Oh. It's him. It's him. With that reaction, it has to be him. Hey. There yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Woo. He didn't even roll. It just bounced and landed like <laughs> steady. Like I've never seen him with defined one in my life. Uh, uh. What a special way are you going to do the recap this time, Tony? Uh, the one where I dig deep down and try to remember slam pump what happened <laughs> yeah. uh, coherently uh, that's that's the way i'm gonna do it wait you just in, gave us a recap did you in uh, maybe <laughs> in our last session the bloodshard bandits take a well-deserved night's sleep in comfy tavern beds but not before accepting a job from wilfred wilfrey after a night of gaslighting menace and Drell's ominous acid reflux, the group meets up with Wilfred, Zith, and the Dread as they journey and head into the jungle to find a mysterious Knoll cave. After some jungle ventures, dinosaur sightings, and run-in with ravenous gnolls, our heroes make it to the entrance of an unsightly cave. Bard, play that intro, and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Gentlemen, boyos, welcome to session 79. Before you, within a large, hollowed-out tree, is the entrance of a cave you've been searching for. The mouth of the cave is encompassed by warped blood-stained wood with a massive skull of a large beast hanging over the entrance. The mouth of the cave itself is completely dark as you cannot see into the cave from the outside. As you examine the outside of the cave, you notice that daylight, torchlight, or magical sight does not penetrate its darkness. The air coming from the mouth of the cave is stale and heavy. The longer you stare into the darkness, the more confined and claustrophobic you feel. So the three of you, with Wilfred Wolfrey, Zith, and the Dread, were carrying this package that Wilfred said mentioned that could be a key to something, to a tomb. As the six of you arrive at this cave, Wilfred looks back at the three of you and looks at his group and he goes, Well, if this isn't the place, I don't know what is, but this looks ominous enough. Yeah, uh, would you like Sid to cast some light on you guys, just in case? Well, we have our own torches, but, you know, if we don't have the yeah, burning Yeah, but then you can wood. keep your hands free, you know, don't have to carry the torches. Makes life easier. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that would be a grand idea. Sid, get him! And I throw Sid at his weapon, whatever his weapon is. So you you go you go ahead and you throw the city you throw Sid at his weapon and then his his um you see that his sword illuminates as he draws his blood shard longsword. What color did he pick? Oh, he gets to pick a color. He picks yeah. you know he picks a nice golden yellow. Wow. Yeah. That's a nice color. That's a very nice color. He goes, mm, my favorite. Reminds me of home. And then he waves the sword around as the others also get a similar light. Draw, you sticking with maroon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I touch his, uh, what do you want this time? Your axe or your... Uh, the hammer. 
the hammer. Cool. So I uh, I cast light on his hammer. Sick. And Armos is fine. <laughs> I'm good. It's actually worse when you guys have those on. Armos, you are staring into the mouth of the cave. Now you have devil sight. You have mm-hmm. dark vision. However, you cannot see into the mouth of the cave. It is How pitch dare black. You. Almost like there's a wall blocking your vision. Magic. Reginald. On your shoulder, the hairs along his spine are sticking up. He does not look scared. You feel like he's shaking, but more in excitement. He goes, mm-hmm. feels like home. Oh. Uh. And then he does this relaxing, exciting stretch, and he stretches out his paws, and his butt goes high up in the air, and his ears go straight out as they like as the crooked ears straighten out for a moment and then coil back. Oh, can we go in almost? Can we? Can we please? Wait, what? Wait, why? What, what's going on? Guys, <laughs> I, I, I signal just the, the other two, not the whole everyone. I'm like, uh, we got a problem. <laughs> what was wrong? Reginald's very excited to go in there. This is not a good sign. Yeah, it's a cool dark cave. What, you don't like cool dark caves? Oh, it's a waterfall. You'll, you'll run to that one, but a cool dark cave, you won't go. Okay. Wow. Deep cuts. It's still too soon. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard you perk up before about a cave. Well, uh, no, I love caves. What's, what's so good about this one? It just feels like, I don't know, home. Mm. So wait, I can't see it, even though I can see magical darkness? Mm-hmm. Damn. Clipped at the wings. <laughs> All my fun things. Okay, so they're leading, correct? Is that how you want to do it? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to do before you enter the cave? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would like to give a nice speech. Of course. Oh, a nice 10 minute long speech? Go for it. Oh, you're going to love this guy. So he gives the best speeches. Oh, looking forward to it. And you see the Dread turns around with his newfound companionship towards you, Armos, after you two got into a bit of a scuffle not too long ago. And you see that the flames within his eyes just burn a little more brightly as he looks at you. And I give quite a speech about uh, different realms, existence. I go on to then sum it up about friendship, and it ends in a high five. (laughs) Yeah, what does that sound like? Yeah, that was, that was that was it. That was it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look, it's a feat. Let me just cast my feet and move on. <laughs> cast my feet. <laughs> <laughs> if if there was more that we knew about these guys, I'd give a better one. But <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and I'll cast. Uh, I guess I'll cast a first level. Wait, how many temp points did we get from that, Jared? Is that now a, like in addition to the temp hit points we got from breakfast? or? Oh, no. You do not no. override temp hit points. You yeah. choose which set of 10 hit points you want. <sighs> you know, clipping me at the wings. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm going to do whatever Armos is going to give us because I only have two left from breakfast anyway. So it's so. My, my level plus my modifier. So you get... S- 17. Take it. Sick. I'm going to cast a fourth level. 
is my only fourth level spell. But I'm going to cast uh, Summon Beast. Take out my, my feather and do uh, just a quick little prayer of sorts, the best menace can. <laughs> and uh, you see this little spiritual uh, fox Ooh. come next to me out of my feather, like onto the ground. Ooh, a little, a little fox. I love it. Drell rolls his eyes the the fact that menace gets another fucking pet. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, we get it, dude. Jeez. <laughs> you see that this fox is very friendly and like wraps itself around your leg when it introduces itself into the realm when you summoned it. And it's like super friendly towards you. And it's like, it's like really show, it's showing you a lot of affection. And then it's like ready to, uh, it's waiting for your next word. Wow. Ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's what I said. Oh wait, yeah, I think foxes hunt rabbits. What? And then, <laughs> yeah, let's see him try. Let's see him try. And you see, uh, uh, Reginald Cox's arms. So you summon a pet. You give an inspiring speech. Drell rolls his eyes, and all your weapons light up. What is there? Anything else you would like to do before you enter the cave? No, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> Who's walking in first? They are. They are. So you, you're going to wash the three of them walking first? I mean, we're behind we're them. With them, we're, behind we, them. Yeah. Okay. we're having a little powwow, just like talking amongst ourselves, uh, you know. Convincing Armos to not summon a demon. Yeah, I'm just like, you should just summon it. Just summon, you summon me. I mean, you're not going to summon something cool as me, but you little fox, dude. Come on. And the six of you enter the cave. You pass through the veil of darkness like a blanket being pulled over your head, a large mausoleum-style room is revealed. A terrible odor wafts over you as the smell of rotting death slaps you in the face. Decaying knoll bodies can be seen all around the room. In front of you is a decorative staircase that paves the way between six marble columns. At the end of the path are several hyena statues. Four of the statues are placed decoratively around one of the large hyena statues resting on a vestibule stage in the center. All of the hyena statues have ornate gems socketed within the eyes except for the largest one in the center that is missing one of its eye gems. All right, good luck with your puzzle. We'll be here if you need anything. <laughs> uh, Wolfred turns around with a puzzle. What are you talking about, puzzle? Oh, no, this... This reminds me of a place we were uh, at a while ago. So you enter this mausoleum kind of room and there's like these staircases that are leading up and there's this massive pedestal with this large uh, hyena statue sitting on all fours facing you and surrounding it are four other statues that are varying, varying sizes. There are knoll bones and there are dead knoll bodies. You get the vibe like you're in an elephant graveyard. These gnolls were walking inside to die. As they all, uh, you see all the gnoll bodies are like trying to make their way up the steps before dropping, dropping in place. Scattered all around the room are loose treasures, gold coins, uh, chipped goblets, and broken vases. The marble columns reach all the way up to the ceiling, holding it in place. You don't see any other doors. You don't see any type of side compartments at a glance. It just looks like a, it looks like a tomb. It, uh, you feel like you're inside of a tomb where with the amount of blood in the room and dead bodies, things get sacrificed. It looks like a sacrificial altar. 
you do know that gnolls come from hyenas and there are five hyena statues in the room that this room is uh which is the room's focal point point. and wolfred looks around he has a sword at the ready all right gentlemen keep your eyes and ears alert aye aye you never know what could be around a pillar and he goes to like slap the sword around the pillar to make sure nothing was hiding behind it as he walks into the room and he steps over a null body and he stabs another one you see the dread go off to the side and place the crate down and begin to pry open the chest you see uh zith the drow elf take out his bow and it looks like he's acting as a sentry just looking around the room and then looking up into the dark corners making sure that nothing is spying or watching them what are the three of you do oh waiting for them to finish their job i'm gonna just kind of I want to walk around the room, just kind of like looking at everything and just like investigate like the walls and the floors and stuff. Give me an investigation check. I got to start doing stuff I'm better at. <laughs> uh, That's a 13. As you look at the engravings on a wall, you're looking at the engravings, you're looking at the statues. You notice right off the bat that each of the statues all have gems in their eye sockets. They don't match one another, but they all come in sets. So the... The two hyenas on this staircase directly in front of you, leading up to the large hyena. The one on your left has amethyst gems. The one on your right has these topaz gems as eyes. The back right hyena has these icy blue gems. And the back left one has uh, rubies for eyes. And then you see in the center, the large hyena uh, on the center pedestal has one clear gem from your perspective in its left eye. As you continue to look around the room, rather than this being a sacrificial altar, you're looking at the mosaic paint paintings on the wall and the engravings. This looks like a tomb. You're seeing crude drawings and sketches of hyenas turning into gnolls, and then other uh, images of like a lot of gnolls and a really large knoll like shadowing over them as a dominant leader as if they're worshiping a god and is the center statue the only one that's missing an eye yes you also see that there is a plaque with words engraved onto the stone i'll go read the plaque it is written in a language you cannot comprehend it's a language that you haven't seen written out before it looks like chicken scratching but menace make me a religious check as you feel like a, almost like a connection with the room. I'm great at these. It's a 15. 15. You see that the, that the chicken scratch writing that's engraved onto the stone comes into view. It's like aligning itself as if it's spilling out words before you. You feel, you feel Melora's presence here, but in your head, it's like a sharp pain. Like it's like she's trying to warn you to leave, to get out. And then the words Guys. come through, and what you're able to read is, Our rage is hot and will burn you down. Our tactics are cold and will slow you down. Our mind is sound and will whittle you down. Our immunity is gifted and your sickness. Our God is primal and we shall be feared. Is there, can I do like a perception check to see if there's anything else of note in the room? Yeah, give me a perception check. Oh, it rolled. Oh, it was an eight. 
I've rolled twice, but I clicked it wrong. You don't see anything sticking out, but with an eight, you do hear Menace reading aloud to himself. However, he's not speaking common. He's actually growling as he's reading these words out. And it looks like he's growling and snarling as if he's trying to communicate or just read whatever the stone says. And Menace, you are unaware of this. You think you're reading it out as normal. <laughs> Guys, I got a bad feeling about this. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I've seen this before. <laughs> see Reginald like, you see Reginald leans over to you, Armos, and grabs your ear. It's like, sounds like possession. <laughs> so there's literally nothing but the gems in this, in this writing, in the room. So, and they're about to do this clear gem in the middle one. Yeah, can I go over to the guy with the crate? and see what he's doing, see if I can help. Yeah, you you go over and he gets the last nail with a crowbar and the lid bursts open and then all the crate walls fall to the floor as this large Marquise gem, shaped like, almost shaped like an eye. Now that you're given uh, perspective and where you are, then you look at the gem, it's clear as day that it's like, ah, statue. And Wilfred walks over, he goes, well, it's never been more clear cut. Look at this. Uh, Looks like all the other eyes have been socketed for us. I mean, could we have it any better? GG, gents. Aye. G, 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 G. What, Menace? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's possessed. He's possessed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Menace, why were you making all those noises? What do you mean? Uh, you were just like growling. Oh, maybe sometimes when I whisper to myself, it sounds like I'm growling. I don't know. Were you like reading or something? I don't understand what you were doing. Yeah, I was reading that plaque over there. Well, we did not understand what you were saying. Well, yeah, it's because you're so far away from me. <laughs> I'm, I'm right next to you. You are now. What did it say? Yeah, what did it say, Menace? Oh, yeah. So it said... <laughs> When he when he reiterates it, do we still not understand what he's saying? Uh, I didn't expect Dan to do that. Uh, I mean, why aren't you just telling us what it says, Vanessa? I'm really confused. <laughs> I was looking at the plaque when I read it again, and then I look back to them and mm. I say, "Our rage is hot, and we'll burn you down." And I repeat it normally without looking at the plaque. Our God is primal, and we shall be feared. I mean. I just said that. No, you didn't, but okay. Uh, <laughs> Wilfred, do you, you know what that means? What do you, like, do you even know what this room is? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, this is the tomb of Yanagu, so you're going to see a lot of creepy stuff in here. Oh. Uh, the, I don't know what that is. Unagi. Yanagu. Uh, it's like... Is that like a, like a dish or something? It's like the Knoll God, you know? It's, it's like where how Knolls are, uh, are born and... Basically, it's a giant godly beast, and it just eats, destroys, and rips everything apart, and is carnage in raw form. But this is his tomb, allegedly. Uh-huh. It's just a place that gnolls come to worship their god. You know, interesting. It's nothing. It's nothing serious. It's nothing serious. You don't gotta worry about it. Tomb. I mean, it's a tomb. There's some treasure down there. Uh, there's an item that we've been hired to retrieve, so we're gonna go get it. But you know, gnolls come in here, and they worship their god and then they die cool 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 yeah i'm gonna just gonna 
get our, our equipment ready with the guys. We'll be right with you. And I pull the guys aside. Guys, oh, uh, so I'm pretty... This kind of sounds like one of those situations where Jem goes in, God comes out. Am I wrong here? Am I am I panicking too much? Am I... You know, I think you're probably right on this. Uh, it's not looking good. Listen, you don't got to worry about a dead knoll. And he kicks a knoll. One of the knoll oh. bodies. Oh, well. that's, that's not what I'm worried about. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right. Um, I mean, it'd be kind of sick to kill a god, though. I mean, I mean, let's be real. That's pretty rad. That's a good test of your power, Drill. Yeah, it's pretty metal. Yeah, that would be pretty great. Be right? Pretty great, Drill. Right, Reginald? That's right. what I'm talking about. Yeah, he high fives you. Okay, this is definitely a bad sign. They're getting along. I mean, but is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to stand back here while they put the gem in. I mean, it's up to you guys. What do you guys want to do? Uh, Go... Home? I guess we could just leave. <laughs> uh, okay, I was really hoping you guys actually weren't going to say that, but uh, I mean, if you guys want to leave, I guess we can. It's whatever. Either way, either way is fine. The Dread picks up the giant gem, and he goes and he begins to walk up the staircase leading to the giant statue. The statue itself is about 25 feet tall. Its head is about 20 feet tall. It's like hunched over the statue. And you see that he's trying to climb it, and the three of them are trying to figure out how to get it up there. And Wilfred uh, yells over, you think any of you guys can lend us a hand? And they're trying to, like, daisy chain the gem up. But the gem is pretty heavy. It's All right, Drell, you go help him out. Armos and I'll figure out a, a way to get out of this situation. Yeah, I mean, you guys are like, you know, the Drell brings up, like, air quotes, and he's like, magical ones. So... <laughs> I mean, are you guys getting vibes from here or like, what is the deal? Because, you know, to me, this is just a room with a bunch of dead gnolls in it. <laughs> Can we do an arcana check? <laughs> and while you roll that, I, I do say to draw. Oh, yeah. So when I was reading that, I did get this like immediate feeling. It wasn't like words, but it was like a wordless way of Melora telling me this is a bad idea. We shouldn't be here. Yeah, you should have led with that. Menace. I mean, I'm just... We've been through worse, right? I mean, well, how bad can this be? And I look over at them almost getting the gem in. I mean, we did just fight the ghost of a dragon. As if dragons weren't bad enough, we fought its ghost. I mean, it's up to you guys. What do you guys want to do? We can go help them put the fucking gem in, or we can get out. I rolled a 21 on percept or on a, uh, Arcana check. You don't sense magic. You sense evil. You do get a sense of magic from the gem that they're trying to put up into the eye socket but nothing that screams out at you the darkness that you like looked into that what that your devil sight wouldn't allow you to see further ahead gives you the feeling that this place is like great evil resides in here maybe this place just isn't um symbolism maybe there's something truly evil in here literal evil okay yep not looking good, guys. In the same vibes as I am? Yep, yep. Uh, evil, evil, no good, good. Hey, uh, I, I started, I put my hand up to my head and, and kind of like just peer around and I look. Yep, doesn't look like there's an exit. Let's, uh, let me look over here and I, I'm, I'm kind of peering behind the statues to see if there's any kind of, any other rooms. You do not find any rooms. It just, this room looks like a mausoleum or mausoleum-esque in design. The whole focus point, the whole focal point is the main hyena statue in the center and the whole room is catered to that one position. 
So hey, just let you know before you put that gem in, uh, our evil radar's going off, and there is like bad voodoo in here. Well, what'd you expect? It's a place where gnolls worship their evil god. Gnolls are bad. Uh -huh. If anything, de desecrating this place would be doing the world a favor. That, mm. That's true. You want to leave evil chapels, evil places of worship around? Mm. No. Mm. So maybe you help me get this this Gemini eye. Maybe we could open the secret door, and then we can go get the thing. And then as soon as we get the thing, the sooner we can get out. Secret door? Where's the secret door? What do you think the giant gem? I told you about this back at the tavern. Well, where is it? And I kind of look around because <laughs> I don't <laughs> see a door. Dread, let me down, let me down. And you see that the Dread uh, lets Wilfred down. He walks over. Is this your first spelunking adventure? And he walks over to you. Have you never been in a weird room with weird uh, with weird statues and you, and you put an item that you may have come across before, then it unlocks another passage that was hind otherwise hindering your progress. Uh, yeah, but there's also many different ways to open up a door. True. I mean, we don't know where the door is. If it's my uh, guess, okay. it's underneath the statue. What if we move the statue without putting the crazy gem in there? Mm? Um, traps. That's my concern. <laughs> I am worried about traps. Oh, you're worried about traps, but you want to put a gem in a myst this mystical little statue yeah i'm a big fan and of and you're peace. not worried about what's gonna happen then but oh a trap oh, i might get poisoned <laughs> i don't want to take an arrow to the face do you want to take an arrow to the face i don't want to take an arrow to the face. all right i definitely don't want to get traps. an arrow to the face by i will a dusty check old the statue door. for traps and i walk over the statue <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and uh check for traps the perception right uh yes that is a 17. You do not find any signs of traps. However, you also don't see any signs of breakage in the pedestal as if it could move. Any signs of possible movement where this could move. All right, good news, no traps. Bad news, this can't be moved without magical means, it looks like. Can I do an insight check on if shit hits the fan, if these guys are gonna bail on us or actually <laughs> like fight? That's a good call. Yeah, go ahead and make an insight check. Uh, that's a nat one. <laughs> wait, nope, never mind. It's a seven. I got wait, plus one, eight. Sorry. <laughs> sevens, and, oh. sevens and ones look like the same thing on my <laughs> dice. It's an eight. Just by looking at Wilfred with an eight, he's traveling with somebody who is encased in armor. He's traveling with a drow elf. You know drow elves in nature don't run from fights. Wilfred himself looks scarred up. Like he's been in a few fights himself. Fighting is too far off in the nature. All right, fuck it. I'll help you put the gem in. <laughs> and I walk over to help him. Okay, so while they're getting ready to put the gem in, what if I take one of the other gems out? What do you guys think about that? <laughs> I mean, that would kind of defeat the purpose, right? We're trying to put the gems in. Well, I'm just... Look, if some crazy... if Here's, here's what I'm looking at, right? I'm looking at... All of these, and I point to the, the statues, every single one of them has two gems in it, except this middle one. And if we put this middle one in, and these things come alive, uh -huh. I don't want to fight with them. <laughs> full full force. If we could maybe take out the other eyes, and they don't come up, I think that's a win. But then, if you take out the other, what if all the eyes have to be in for anything to happen? Well then, so hey, guess what? Well, we can then we put, put them back, back in. in. Then we put them back in. No harm, I no like foul. this idea. <laughs> Worst case, we're at the same spot. Best right. case, 
We're not mauled by five. Ormos is a genius. <laughs> five things. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. And I. I look at uh, Wilfred. I guess. <laughs> Wilfred shrugs and he goes. I mean, it's not the worst plan I ever heard. All right. Great. <laughs> All right. You take that one out. I'll take this one out. All right. I'm going. I went and I grabbed the. I go and tried to grab. What is the back left one? is the rubies, right? I walk over there. Does anything happen? You walk up to the hyena in the back left corner with the ruby eyes. Cool. I take out the two ruby eyes. No, one. Just one. Okay. Two. <laughs> you, you reach up and you remove one of the ruby eyes. It's supposed to be two, but that's okay. You want to take out two? You want to take out one? Two. Both of them. You reach up with both hands and you take out the ruby eyes. And as you remove it, you feel this fiery, hot, heat coming from beyond the eye sockets and then flames scorch the area that you stand on make me a dexterity saving throw as you initiated a fire trap i was planning on this guess what i'm resistant to fire Mm -hmm. okay i just Mm -hmm. a four (laughs) i get minus one to dexterity (laughs) by the way you take i'm ready you take 52 points of fire damage as you are scorched (laughs) In the very space that you are occupying as you are now blown back. How you doing, Armos? <laughs> 50, you said 54? 52 points of fire damage. So that is half because you are resistant. Oh my God, bro. Thank God I didn't fucking do it. <laughs> Drell, do the blue one. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Wilfred looks at Dread and he looks at Zith and I guess they're first time spelunkers. We probably, I think we, I think we oversold them. We probably could have got five thousand. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Menace, uh, Menace, you, you said you wanted to do one though, right? Yeah. As I'm reaching towards my gem, I see that happen to Armos, and then I stop and slowly back away. <laughs> so I do get two rubies, correct? You do have two large rubies in your hand. They look pristine. They are in my pocket. <laughs> you put two large rubies, and we can adjust their value later when you can examine them but they look very clean they look pristine condition they are about they're a little bit bigger than your fists i want to i want to try and do the one on the right with a mage hand yeah the one with the topaz so wilfred as he sees that you're casting mage hand and the mage hand saunters over to the eye socket wilfred like wait 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 though what's that like insects though <laughs> oh we a bunch of insects come out uh from your swarm you see all these little sids with wings fly over and he goes wait 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 listen he got scorched okay do we really want to remove more gems yes well and i i have i mage hand as well to take out the other one with him <laughs> how much force so i believe mage hand can't move more than five pounds ten pounds can't attack, activate items, or carry more than 10 pounds. Okay. So you want to take out the topaz gems with your mage hand. As you see the group of Sids begin to pry, and Armos's devilish skeleton hand pulls on the other, you see that it takes some doing, and it begins to crack almost in place, and he pull it out. Nothing comes out, but then after a few moments... This green, yellowish mist begins to pour out onto the floor. It begins to encompass the area slowly, and it begins to spread. 
Put it back in. Put it back in. <laughs> are, are the two of you putting it back in? I think I Min is definitely putting it back in. He's too. He gets too scared in those situations. So he's like, like how? he sees that happen. He's like, oh, it is pouring how? gas into the room. Yeah, right. almost. You might just want to put it the fuck back in. Mine's a gas one, right? Well, you guys both did it though. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, both yeah. eyes. Both yeah. Did. So I put the left eye back in because I'm freaking out. I hesitate just a moment just to see what happens when he puts his back in to see if it stops it completely or if it continues just. It does not stop there. when he puts his back in. Everybody make me a constitution saving throw as the room begins to fill up with gas. Uh, Armos, can you please put the gem <laughs> back in the die? <laughs> oh, my God. 19. 18. <laughs> I got a nat one, but <laughs> I, I got a 10. If uh, anything under an 18 fails, you take 27 points of poison damage. Ooh. As you inhale this toxic smoke, past you take half. Well, there goes all my hit po uh, temp points. Thanks, Armos. You're welcome. You see that Wolfred is like, what the hell? And you see that Wolfred's going over to like get in your face. The dread is immune. Doesn't even move. You see Zith is covering his mouth. Uh, as he lowers his bow, and they, the two of them look very pissed at you as they, they're trying to urge you to put the gem back in. And Wilfred is getting in your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I put it back in. All right, our bad. We'll stop. All right, so rage is hot. We'll burn you down. Rubies. Oh, my God. And I go and help them put the gem, <laughs> last gem in the eyeball. <laughs> Wilfred dusts himself off. He gets in your face, Armos. Mm -hmm. And he goes two of you and he looks at menace and he looks at you i'm kicking a rock <laughs> need to cut the shit <laughs> yeah get it in line this could be an easy gig easy you're not fucking with shit and he's like he yells at you <laughs> we're clearly in a evil place now i know that might be normal for you and he looks at you almost uh mocking your tiefling nature he makes Rude. horns with his uh with his fingers. Whoa. He's like, I know that might be normal for you. Prejudice. <laughs> However, poison is bad and we don't like traps. I think we just said that also. Stop messing with the gems. And then he pokes uh, your forehead and he walks back over to Drell and then begins to put the gem uh, into the statue. As they're putting it in, our, I do whisper to Armos, so uh, maybe. Maybe we just at least try the blue one. We gotta get the blue ones. Maybe just the blue. After they put the that one in, maybe we get the I blue mean, one. I mean, it was like a, you know what I mean? It was their fault. They were in the way. <laughs> they like to, you know, the victim blame. It's fine. It's fine. All right, take it away, Tony. <laughs> I'm so gaslit. <laughs> I'm gaslit for my NPCs. <laughs> Drell, as you help. Wolfrey and the Dread climb the statue to socket the gem. Due to its weight, it takes some doing. As you place the gem, you feel the gem begin to move into place, and then it clicks, and then a small shockwave is felt throughout the room. Quickly becomes darker as the gem in the statue begins to light up. The massive hyena statue in the center begins to rumble and crack, begins to move knocking you down to your feet and a voice emanates in all of your heads those who trifle with primal evil 
shall not be trusted within these halls. Everybody roll initiative as the massive hyena statue begins to get up and Wolfrey looks over to Minus and over to Armos and he gives like an I'm sorry gesture. And <laughs> everybody roll initiative. It's uh, uh, 14. 13. I mean, uh, 19, 19 for Minus. 19 for Minus, 13 for Drell, eight for Armos. Nice, and a ooh, 10 for our allies here. You see that the hyena statue quickly gets up on all fours, cracking, lifting itself, breaking itself off the vestibule. Before we start combat, everybody give me a perception check. As the voice emanates through your minds and the statue begins to lift itself. It's a 17 for minutes. Dude, I'm rolling like shh, 16. So bad right now, seven. With a 17 and a 16, you notice that when Drell was busy putting the eye in as it clicked into place, a, the room got darker, but the two of you saw a shadow seep out through the cracks from the ceiling of this, of this mausoleum and shove itself inside the statue itself. It, like, as if the statue absorbed the shadow and then begin to stand up and is now standing on all fours. It is 25 feet tall. It is considered huge. And we're gonna go ahead and start the round on initiative 20. As the room begins to shake, nothing happens just yet. As we move to initiative 19, which is Minus Pebble Walker. Minus, what are you doing? I'm gonna take out my Mace of Disruption and my plus three rapier and I'm gonna run towards this giant statue, evil shadow statue thing with my fox. I'm just gonna start attacking this to see what happens. And hopefully good stuff occurs. <laughs> uh, so my Mace of Disruption is in my strong hand. Mm -hmm. That is a, a nine and a 21. To hit, 21 hits. Is this creature is this creature fiend or undead? When you approach it and go to attack it, you sense that there is um, a force living inside the statue. The statue itself is just a construct, and that's what you are making contact with. Okay. The first attack will hit for five points of damage. My SIDS will do an extra six points of damage. Then I'll attack with my rapier for an 18 to hit. That misses as the rapier skates across the rough stone. And then my little creature here will take its uh, own two attacks. That is a 20 and a 23 to hit. Those hit and you see that, what, what is it doing? Is it biting down? It's doing a maul, a maul attack. So you see as it, this fox spirit lays down into the statues, beginning to chunk some of the stone off its body. How much damage is it doing? It's both those attacks hit. Uh, seven and five. So 12 points of damage total from my little beast. Ooh, awesome. What else? Right, now that I know how this works, it'll be faster next time, I promise. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. What else are you doing? That ends my turn, that's all I can do. We're gonna move to initiative 13, which is Drell of the Ashborn, as you just seen Minus and his fox companion wail into the giant statue as it just stares at them, getting ready to pounce. What are you doing? As Minus has its attention, I'm gonna slowly swap my <laughs> hammer out for my giant slayer. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm obviously pissed now, so I'm gonna go into a rage and I'm going to attack it um, from its like backside while it's looking at Minus. And that is a nat 20 on my first attack. <laughs> oh man, those bad rolls are finally paying off. Finally. Um, okay, let me roll this real quick. I hate this thing where I have to, I get to re-roll my twos and threes. Give me a sec. Or my ones and twos. As Drell performs calculus, this uh, brief this brief moment of respite is brought to you by 44pod.com. Why don't you go <laughs> ahead and check out 44pod.com to find all your favorite merch today. And check out the new water bottle. Uh, <laughs> so that is going to be 49 uh, damage on my first attack. You see that as you wail into this statue that it begins to crack and it suffered significant damage just from that one attack and it doesn't look phased it doesn't look hurt it's not making any whimpers but you see large chunks of stone falling off it and its whole body is becoming cracked okay um and then i'm gonna take my second attack not as good uh that's a 17 to hit that misses uh, that is going to be my turn. We're going to go to initiative 12, which is this statue, as it begins to wail down on the four of you. Menace off to the right, the dread in front of it, along with Wolfred and Drell on the other side, who just dealt a nasty attack to it. You see, as for its first attack, I'm going to need everybody to make me a dexterity saving throw, and it does a massive swiping cleave in front of it with its giant paw. 14 for Minus. To 17 for Drill. Awesome. And well, Fred and the Dread. Net 20 on their saving throw. Wow. Go go my NPCs. Wow, look at that. Go my NPCs. So Drell, Wilfred, and the Dread dodge out of the way. Minus, you get hit. You are going to take you're going to take 16 points of bludgeoning damage as the stone, as the stone power swipes across you. It is then going to make two additional attacks, one against Drell, as it comes down with its other paw. With a massive slam attack, ooh, it's going to miss with a 12 as you dodge out of the way, breaking the ground beneath you. And then it's going to make a bite attack at Eumenus as it goes to lunge. With a dirty 20, it's going to deal 36 points of bludgeoning damage as it slams down its massive jaw onto you. So as it makes those series of attacks, you see Wolfred and Dread begin to look at each other and back away, and they are getting ready to fight as we move to initiative 10, which is your three companions. And the three of them begin to lay on an assault. I'm just gonna do three attacks real quick right here. You see the you see the dread and Wolfred try to attack it with their weapons, but they are just not breaking through the rock. As you see Zith in the back take an arrow and shoot into its, you see like it shoots an arrow into one of the cracks that Drell made with his devastating attack, and that seemed to have done some damage. And now we're gonna move to initiative eight. Armos, what are you doing? Okay, so we saw the shadow go into the statue. And so do I think that we're do doing damage to the statue or the, what's in or the thing that's possessing the statue? Do do I know yet? Is there a way to At a glance you you wouldn't know. With your understanding of with your understanding of the arcane arts, 
you feel confident that you're probably just damaging the statue. Man. That's what I thought. If you are dealing with that type of presence. I'm going to do Mind Spike. You reach the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must make a wisdom saving throw. So you don't know. You don't know right now if you're fighting the statue or something possessing the statue. Okay. So your target here would be the statue with that spell. So whether that what happens after that, it will you'll have to find out. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. All right. So not knowing, uh, I just go for this just to see what kind of reaction I get. So wisdom saving throw of seventeen. You are certain that it passes as you do not reach anything. You feel like you're trying to talk to an actual rock and not a sit. You don't feel any type of connection with the statue. You you get the sense like you just try to, like as a kid, you're trying to move a rock with your mind. That's how you feel right now. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I move back to the back of the room behind one of these. Is, these are columns, correct? And I use it as cover. Awesome. Before I get ready for my next... My next turn. So you go ahead and end your turn, and we're going to move to initiative 20. And you see in the back left corner of the room, the ruby statue, the one that almost took the gems out of, begins to crumble and destroy in, in its space. It just collapses. But all the other gems that were left in the statues shine. For but a moment. You see the shadow. The room gets instantly dark. As if all the torches and all the light that's being emitted... Uh, is being snuffed for a second. Everybody make me your perception check. Maybe we should have done the blue one, Armos. All you hear in the back of the room is, I told you so. <laughs> so 14. 24. 24. Sorry, Armos was too busy gloating and he didn't understand what roll did roll. Make me a perception, perception. check. <laughs> uh, three. Drell, you notice that as the lights dim, you see the shadow leave the main statue and jump to the statue in the back right corner of the room with the sapphire gems. With that check, if you have a ranged attack that you can make right now, you can try to attack the shadow as it launches itself and tries to put itself in another hyena statue. Do you, are you, you have your axe out or your hammer out? I have my uh, giant slayer. Okay, so, so you don't have either. So you can't make a ranged reaction on improvised this weapon throw. <laughs> well, I do have throwing axes. <laughs> I guess would that be on my belt that I'd be you, able to throw? You know what? Minus's interjection is actually a really good point. Improvised weapon throw. If you would like to make an improvised weapon throw, I'll allow it. What does that mean? Just throwing you're my throwing great sword? Your, you're throwing yeah. Your, yeah, you're throwing your giant slayer at it. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I never had someone use an improvised weapon throw. Hold on. I don't know how this works. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> Drell, you're going to make me an attack roll here. Okay. You're going to throw your giant slayer. We're going to do an improvised weapon attack. Um, as the shadow launches itself, you throw your giant slayer. Roll to hit. So I see it leave the statue and it's flying towards another one and I just yell mountaintop and I just throw it over my head and that's a 28 to hit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. No way, dude. Your weapon goes through the shadow but you hear a terrible shriek as the giant slayer goes through it and the room becomes that much darker as if the light shut off all around you and you hear a shriek in your mind <laughs> and it goes into the statue with the sapphire eyes 
but I'm going to need you to roll me damage. You're going to roll me. Um, I'm going to homebrew this a little bit because the ruling is 1d4 damage plus benefits. How much damage die does it do? Um, so, well, I guess is the... What's the damage die? Like 1d, like 2d12? It's, it's 2d6, uh, but then if it's a giant or bigger, I also get 2d8. You're going to roll me 4d4. So I'm taking the total die that you would have rolled and make them all d4s. And that's how much damage you're going to do to this thing. Do I get my modifier as well? You get your strength modifier, yeah. So it's 15. And do I get my rage damage bonus? Uh, No, you do not. What? Oh, it's not melee. Yeah, that's actually a specific I just perk. learned this, yeah. actually. I learned this like two weeks ago, and I was shattered. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the, the new giant class gives you throwing damage on rage attack. Uh, that's the whole point of the class, yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, you don't get your rage bonus. Okay, so then if it's just 44 plus my strength modifier, then that's going to be 14 damage. As you hear a terrible shriek in your mind, and then your torches re-illuminate the room, and the light, uh, and the room begins to become visible once again, you see that the hyena statue with the sapphire gem eyes begins to move and break from the marble floor. We're going to move to initiative 19 minutes as the hyena with the sapphire eyes begins to move from the back corner of the room. What are you doing? Um, well, the first thing you'll notice, unfortunately, is that my fox goes away. And you see this fox whimper and dissipate. And it's like, no, 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 I just got you. And it evaporates because uh, I failed my con uh, concentration check. No. And I got hit. So for a second minute, it's like, no, you bastard. Guys, <laughs> 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 I don't have the fox anymore. I need your help. And I'll cast Bless on Drell, Armos, me, and Wilfred. You see Wilfred's sword glows a little brighter and he gives you a nod. And then I bonus action, poof, go invisible and uh, just go on the search, I guess, <laughs> up to the north of the room to see if I can find this thing because I did not know where it went. You do see the statue with the sapphire eyes moving. All right, so now that I see that, I'm like, oh, oh, Drell, Drell, one of the statues came alive. <laughs> you see, and as you say that, you see the giant slayer fall from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> That'll end my turn. Awesome. We're going to go to initiative 13. Drell, unarmed, but still dangerous. What are you doing? Running over to my giant slayer. <laughs> And picking it up. So I will use my movement to run over, pick up my giant slayer, and I will um, attack the so statue. So as you go to pick up this, the uh, your giant slayer, just an important note, this statue is not as large as the main one. It's about half the size. It is not considered a huge creature. That's okay. But thank you for letting me know. Uh, I am going to still hit it with my giant slayer. <laughs> So yeah, so I run over, I pick up my giant slayer and I just start swinging away. And that is an 11 to hit. That missed. Uh, binks off. Oh. Binks off the uh, the stone. No that's going to hit. Does a 13 hit. <laughs> Misses. As it also binks Damn off. Uh, okay, so then I'll take my second attack. <laughs> um, does a... 27 hit a 27 does hit okay cool there we go now we're talking that is gonna be 
14 damage. And then I would like to use uh, my attack. I would like to uh, expend one of my superiority die to make it a menacing attack. It says when you hit with a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to add the total damage roll to the target and the target must take a wisdom saving throw of a DC 16 on failure. It's frightened of you until the end of your next turn. So I get to add one D8 damage, ooh, which is eight damage. And then it has to make a DC 16 saving throw or it's feared. Uh, as you make the attack and you leave another nasty crack in the stone statue, it just continues to stare at you. And then I point to somebody else. Ah, it was him. We're going to move to initiative 12, which is the statue. And you see that the statue begins to glow this icy blue color as the its paws begin to glacial over and its mane, uh, its hyena mane begins to glow blue as if it's trying to emanate ice. It's going to make three attacks against you. Against who? Against you, Jarrell. Oh. With a 23, a 9, and a... 18. The last two miss. Um, and then I would like to, as a reaction, um, summon my tail to uh, help me try to dodge. So what was it? A 23? A 23. Uh, so since I'm not wearing my armor, my armor class right now is 19. So I'd have to roll a five or higher on the D8, which is a three. So that doesn't help at all. <laughs> nice rough i love it as it slams down with its icy rock paw you are going to take cold damage cold damage cold. Damage, it is cold, cold damage, damage. Yes. you're gonna yes. take 54 points of cold damage <laughs> is that halved it is halved because you are resistant however as the paw makes contact with you magical ice begins to froth over until the end of your next turn you lose either a bonus action or your movement okay and then, you know, that would be bludgeoning as well, right? Like cold bludgeoning. So I take half of that as well. Nope. Oh, okay. Straight up cold. <laughs> Double half. <laughs> Double half. Double as half, we right? move to initiative 10, you see the Dread and Wolfrey uh, begin to make their way over to you and begin to attack. They are going to deal. All three of them missed. The three of them missed as the arrows and swords just bank off as they just cannot manage to make a dent. And you see it starting to get to them. They're like, oh, we never forged statues before. This is, well, this is new. Uh, and we're going to move to initiative eight, which is almost. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't okay. know if I am. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing how I'm slowed, I don't think I am either. Armos uh, is in the back behind one of the what is it columns back against the wall all of a sudden has an epiphany on what to do and with his guns drawn coming out like neo in the matrix he shoots an eldritch blast at one of the gems in every statue that's Ooh. not the main one interesting roll hit this is big brain i think <laughs> or it's either it's gonna work out really good for us or really right, bad but right. we're i crit on the first one, we'll say it's the big, big boy. And then the left one, I got a 22. And then I got an 18. All, th all three of those, actually, the first two hit, the third one misses. Can I roll my D4? You can roll it? your D4. You can roll D4 on all of them if you want. Make sure you get a one or more. 
three. <laughs> you hit all three Eldritch Blasts right in the gems. You hit one Sapphire, you hit one Amethyst, you hit one Topaz. Roll for damage on each, and let me know what they are separately. Okay, so the big boy was eight. When you say big boy, you're talking about the one that's alive, right? So the middle guy, I'm shooting the ones that's not alive. So I'm trying to dislodge the gems from the, the statues, basically, okay. because it knocks it back, is the idea. So eight on the first one, six on the second one, and then uh, 13 on the, the last one. Oh, the first one, I, I got a crit. So eight plus... 16 in the first one so 16 6 13 so on the massive statue in the center of the room that you hit the gem shatters <laughs> breaks the amethyst one does not break but begins to crack and the topaz eye that you hit on the third statue breaks awesome so i popped out with finger guns as you hit the big one you see that that statue now begins to crumble in place it begins Ooh. to break down. As it breaks down onto the pedestal that it's standing on, because it hasn't moved from that spot, you see that the crushing rocks begin to collapse in the pedestal, as if it's falling onto something underneath it. Uh, Matrix scene over, and I get behind the pedestal again, and ready ready for, I'm reloading my, 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 my bolts. Your hand cannons. <laughs> <laughs> to do actually before like after i shoot all three i had to blow them out you know what i mean just to pull uh, yeah. off the guns Ooh, too hot, now too hot. reload yeah <laughs> uh we're going to move to initiative 20 as the room darkens and another shriek is heard everybody roll me a perception check as the lights dim down oh yeah Ooh. 20 normal 15 three what is normal drill menace you see the shadow leave leave the statue and fly over the room into the amethyst statue since the two of you passed and able to see him you can make a ranged reaction sling attack mountaintop <laughs> <laughs> i only got an 11 this time uh 25 a 25 hits an 11 hits Nice. Eight. Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage as you shoot your sling at it. Drell? Uh, 15. 15 points of damage as you throw your... Giant Slayer. Again. You improvise weapon attack. Awesome. <laughs> but I did yell mountaintop before I did it again. As it shrieks, as it just gets hit with all of these, all of these attacks. Giant Slayer, slingshots, the iron chair. No. <laughs> um, as it goes into another statue this statue is significantly smaller half the size is the one with the sapphire eyes uh, but you did get some solid shots on it as we move to initiative 19 menace you just saw the shadow go into the hyena statue with the amethyst eyes what are you doing i peek out from behind the big statue like almost oh, that was a great idea as i poof back into existence from nature's veil this one's a bit smaller. Take care of the other ones and I'll poof back out of existence and go attack the uh, new one with my Mace of Disruption and my Rapier. And as I'm going, I do switch. I like toss and swap hands that they're in. Uh, ooh, first one is terrible. First one is actually not as bad as I thought. Uh, 24 to hit. And my goodness. And a 21 to hit. It's 
Perfect. Wow, what terrible rolls, Menace. God. <laughs> they felt bad at first. <laughs> so that's 24 points of piercing damage from my silvered rapier. And then, uh, my God. <laughs> that one was actually bad. Wait, how and many then, how many points of damage from your silver rapier? Uh, twenty four. <gasps> okay, scared? Nope. <laughs> no. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I completely miss with my mace of disruption. You uh, when you slap down Sid with your rapier, do, oh. Sid does do an extra six, by the way. Motherfucker! Okay, so <laughs> with, as you slap down with your rapier, <laughs> boom! It begins to crack as the amethyst eyes begin to glow. And you you feel like your mind reverberate for a moment, uh -huh. right? As it was about to make a reaction on you, and then the seeds jump up from behind you, climb up the soles, and go, <laughs> and the statue cracks as the lights dimmer. You see the shadow fly out. Minus, you can make an a, an attack of opportunity here because it is leaving your combat space. That's only gonna be a. That's only going to be a 26. <laughs> to hit. That hits. It's <laughs> only going to be 26. Uh, uh, 12 more points of damage. Tony looks mad. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed at how this is going. <laughs> as the shadow shrieks again, as you take an attack of opportunity, it goes into this hyena statue with the topaz eye that almost recently blew up and only has one eye. And as it goes into the statue, you see that it begins to crack in place, but it is, comes alive. It is the same size as the Amethyst hyena statue and, and it begins to lift off its pedestal. We're going to move to initiative 10, which are your allies here as they turn around and see that the Topaz statue is beginning to move and they begin to lay into it. Wow. Two 19s as they run over and begin to lay into it. The Dread and Wolfrey will deal 20 points of damage. Wow. This statue is looking very, very, very messed up as the beginning is it's completely cracked. It is now shattering. You feel a pressure in all of your minds, something of fear and also a warning as we move to initiative eight. Armos. Did I get skipped? Oh, yeah. Minus the scary statue. Um, no, Menace, Drell, Scary Statue. Drell, I thought. we move to initiative 13. <laughs> <laughs> right, because we did a reaction. We we move to initiative 13, Drell. So Drell scurries over to pick up his giant slayer again. Oh, well, I guess I'm frozen, right? I'm slowed. Yes, yeah, so, you, so can, you lose your bonus action or you lose your movement. I will lose my bonus action. Um, and I'm going to use my movement to run over and pick up my giant slayer. Would that be over where Minus was or? Yeah, it's where the last statue was. Okay. So then I'll sling that over my shoulder with the rest of my movement. I'll just pull out my dwarven hammer and throw it at the new statue. Cool. And go ahead roll it. Rad. That's going to be a still blessed 17 to hit. Misses. Okay. Dwarven thrower goes past the statue. Well, it comes back to me and I throw it again. <laughs> <laughs> Roll it. Attempt number two. That is going to be a 21 to hit. That hits. Uh, that is 12 damage. Oh, no, sorry. I don't count my bludgeoning. That is 10 damage. The statue smashes as you throw the hammer through it. As you hear a shriek again and the shadow jumps out as the lights dim 
it begins to fly and search around the room for a statue for it to inhabit and it goes to the one with the sapphire eyes flies high and into the statue oh not the ice one again uh and that is the end of my turn we're going to move to initiative eight which is armos okay perfect so the spirit we'll call it is in the sapphire one right now yes well in that case um i'll do uh come out with finger guns and see that there's only one statue left and aim for them glorious uh peepers so i get three shots i guess i'll do two on the left one on the right there we go 16 plus four 17 misses I'm glad I did two on the left. Nat 20. Woo. Oh, oh, oh. Nice. <laughs> Another nat 20. And the right one, please. Ah, uh, no. Nat one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Roll okay. Damage. So rolling for damage, 12 plus 14. So 26 damage to that left eye. Damn, that statue is destroyed as the lights... There's the torches and the atmospherical light dims down again. You see that there's this shadow zipping around the room. It has nowhere to go. It's just this amorphous blob and it is shrieking in your ears. We're going to go to initiative 20 as nothing happens because the shadow cannot find any statues to possess. It's going in and out of columns, in and out of bricks. It is now trying to find a way out and it is warning the six of you in the room. We're going to move to initiative 19. Menace, mm. what are you doing? I don't know. Part of me wants to let Wolfie out and try and capture this thing. But uh, <laughs> I think Menace is just going to keep attacking, I guess. And I'll just throw some sling bullets at it. Go 22. Hits. And uh, 17. That is 22 points of damage, plus it's 2. You shoot your shots and it begins as the shots make contact with the shadow. It shrieks in your mind again. And then you just see the shadow disperse as it's as the shadow disperse. You see the remnants of the spirit begin to flee to the corners of the dark room. Mm. And then gone. I go right up to uh, what's the the guy? Wilfred. Wilfred. And Look him dead in the get right up to his face and say, <laughs> Your condescension, your con. I can't say the word now. Your condescension, con- yeah, is a ta- condescending tone, yeah. Your condescending is a tactic used to mask one's own insecurities. I've danced with devils and demons, <laughs> cheated death, traps are like child's play to me. So, unless you got something more useful to offer i suggest you let the experts handle it and i just blow up whatever remains are still out of one of the statues (laughs) steam coming out the finger (laughs) i'll tell you what that was a test and you passed i stand here corrected and from dm the player you get an inspiration die because that was amazing what you just did i absolutely love that <laughs> and then you see wolfrey zith and the dread look at each other and they look around the room and they slowly lower their weapons as, as armos rants off and goes well could have been worse could have been worse handshakes all around handshakes all around i think we handled ourselves pretty well good job gentlemen we appreciate your help great ideas from the red one and he points at armos and then he goes, but where's that secret door now? 
and then he looks around and then he climbs back on up on the pedestal where the main statue was and he goes ha ha secret staircases might do and he looks to the three of you and he goes found our way in he invites the three of you to come up onto the pedestal in the center of the room and he's moving the smaller chunks of the statue out of the way and you see that where the big statue had was destroyed there is a spiral staircase leading downward what do you say we go a little deeper yeah okay yeah is there anything the three of you would like to do i'm i'm taking a lap because i'm so pissed off (laughs) (laughs) just pacing back and forth (laughs) can we i mean it's a weird place to rest right there's no no it would be cool but i I mean i'm not like i don't want to rest in here yeah it's kind of weird all right. So are the three of you going down the staircase? Um, I go to my cart that is like in the back corner of the room now. <laughs> I do <laughs> I do take out the flask just in case. <laughs> I bring the uh, iron flask with us and I will use my tireless trait to give myself some more temporary hit points. You see that the hand cart uh, rumbles in from the dark veil entrance and uh, you, <laughs> you get your iron flask and then pops invisible again and the six of you begin to head down the stairs and it becomes very hot and musty and the six of you uh, are now walking single file because of how narrow the staircase is and as the stone wall begins to turn to earth you are descending deep down you feel like you're going underground it feels like you're standing right next to a flame almost you're feeling all right it doesn't bother you too much, but you even you can tell that this is uncomfortably warm. You see Wolfrey as he's walking down with a torch. He goes, oh, this is kind of a lot right now. Uh, and he's like unbuttoning his shirt and he's trying to make himself more comfortable. You see the drow elf also doing the same thing. Minus, you're dying down here with covered in fur. Oh, yeah. You see that the SIDs are like having a hard time holding themselves together because they look very dehydrated even for rocks. <sighs> And you begin to descend downward. A solid 15 minutes pass. You do not hear any noise coming from above you, and you finally reach a landing. Ahead of you is a tunnel. The tunnel is about five feet high and wide. Drell, you will have to crouch. Everybody's going to have to crouch, but when you look into for me. the tunnel, except for Minus, this is, where, <laughs> this is his time to shine. The walls, the floor, and the roof are covered in bone. All the skulls look like null skulls. Every step you take crunches and cracks the withered bones, and you just see all this bone in front of you. There is no dirt, there is no stone, there is no roots, nothing. It looks like a complete hollowed out bone tunnel. And that is where we'll end this week's session. Damn it. Mm. I was ready. More bones. Yeah. More bones. The bones are their dollars. Uh, question. <laughs> how, Answer! Before I, before I forget, how much are my two rubies worth? Um, You'll have to appraise them. Damn it. All right. Mm. That's a good get, though. Here, almost. just let me look at them. I'll hold on to them for you real quick. Just, I could probably tell you, but I had to have them in my hand. <laughs> they look so expensive. Okay. <laughs> the uh, counterfeits. I, w- I want to say something as we end out the session before we go into recommendations. I totally upselled 
the entrance of that place that you guys spent so much more time in than I thought you were going to. <laughs> and I'm like, I had a different ending point for this session in mind. Mm. <laughs> but you guys spent so much time like about the gems. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to scare you guys a little. I think I, I guess it worked. <laughs> I was expecting guys- it to be, so the, when you were describing it, I was expecting it to be a puzzle, but with the, yeah, I mean, it kind of was. In a uh, way, yeah. I was expecting it to be more of like a puzzle that we figure out as opposed to a mechanic of the boss fight. You know what I mean? Type of situation. Yeah. I was so that's why with the I idea. was coming in and trying to trying to figure it out. Yeah, We'll talk about it on the after show. But yeah, I was toying with that idea. Yeah. I knew it was going to be a boss fight. Um, but the one thing that got me was like the Melora thing. I was like, oh, damn, dude, if a god doesn't want us to be here, it's like probably pretty bad <laughs> which i mean still could be right like going forward but that's i was like oh that's what i was trying to get minutes to tell me i was like i don't know if you guys want to do this <laughs> <laughs> but drell's always down to clown so yeah. yeah well we'll talk about the the monster i threw at you too in the after show as well yeah too cool so i think our recommendations are pretty obvious this week we recommend all the shows that we just talked about at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> if you've never oh. seen Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, do I have the show for you? You like money. Oh, my gosh. Oh my you gosh. like Brendan Lee Mulligan? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he was in an episode. He was on it. <laughs> he won a lot of money. <laughs> uh, he won 50000 I posted it in our, our Discord, but it's Jimmy Carr. He does this show. It's a little complicated to des- describe, but they do a better job than I'll ever will. But it's him absolutely losing his composure, trying to get these contestants to win money. Wonderful. <laughs> I can't remember how long it is, but it's, oh my gosh, it's beautiful to sit and watch. So now that I can put a face to the name, I recognize him because he plays that game where like one of them has, like I've seen just a clip where like one guy has to convince the other guy he has a carrot in his box. Yes. And he yes. has to like swap the yes. boxes. Sean, and he's uh, like, Sean oh, he's like, well, Dude. there's definitely not a carrot in my box. Like, so that one, that's how I recognize him. Sean that Locke clip. is, yeah. man, RIP to that guy. That dude was so funny. I watch a lot. Dude, British comedy yes. is wonderful. <laughs> so good. There's so many hidden gems. The way that they do comedy there is the best because they have comedians that go on to these like silly game shows and are just being funny and being hilarious. And they're not any good at usually at the show, but sometimes they surprise you. That's what's beautiful about Taskmaster. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's all comedians coming on and doing like sitting with someone that's just (laughs) like, dude, I would be wonderful at running that show. I'm trying to get it to at work. Uh, I'm trying to do it. Dude. I've been thinking about this. I want to do so Taskmaster with so us close. or something in some way. Find a I way would, to do it. I would crush setting oh. something like that up. De- definitely watch series 12 because Guz Khan is the British Pakistani version of. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. just going to watch that. I'm just going to watch that. Oh, my God. The whole <laughs> series, all of series 12. I was like, this is Tony. If he was in a game show, we can talk <laughs> about it more on the after show. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely quick. a fun one. What's up? I I also want to plug something. I will, I've been watching this show recently. It's on Amazon, uh, The Wheel of Time. I finally started watching it. Oh, Have you I watched you like it? it? Yeah, dude, I liked it. I binged through everything, Is and it, now I'm caught up. It's like it's like a high fantasy world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the first episode. Does it take a minute to get into it? 
or were you hooked right away? Uh, no. I mean, I was, I probably had to watch like two or three episodes and then okay. I was like, okay, this is cool. I want to see where this goes. And then I was like super worried that the second season wasn't going to be as good. And then I feel like the second season's like living up to, up to snuff. Um, it's, it, I like it to be honest. It's, it's pretty good. So now I'm pretty sad. I'm all caught up. It's only like 10 episodes, I think a season or something like that. So yeah. Check it out if you haven't. It's also a book series uh, by Robert Jordan. So if you haven't read the books either, you can check those out. Say bye, everybody, as we're going to go ahead and move on to the Patreon supporters. Bye. 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 Later, later. Hello and welcome to the Patreon Parables. First up is Benjamin Hayes, or should I say the Dread. Dawned in heavy plate, his emerald flame heats the metal. Water droplets evaporate the instant they fall upon his iron shell. As his party approaches a cave, the dread stares menacingly at one tiefling who walks close behind him. Dylan Snyder is next, or should I say Reese the Bard. After leaving Holbeck, this Aladrin wrote wonderful tales of his time spent betting on games of Rocket Boot League. His favorite tune tells tale of a jazzy player named Jacqueline Myers who led his team, the Orkland Badgers, to victory. Julius Kendrick still lurks in the shadows. An elderly groundskeeper walks in the Moonbeam Cemetery to take over the late night watch. As the man walks, he realizes tombstones have been knocked over and graves have been dug up. Now running, he makes his way up a watchtower to find the previous worker rotting, dead with necrotic energy. Before he can scream, the man feels a hand cover his mouth and a dagger poke at his throat. Show me to King's Tomb, demands Julius Kendrick. Speaking of the dead, Reigns is next. <laughs> Too soon? Anyways, his family's grieving over the loss of their beloved scientist. As his mother weeps by her bedroom window, she holds tight to Reigns' name tag when BANG! Something hits the door leading out to the balcony. She screams and jolts her head up to see a webbed claw leaning against the glass with red eyes peering through the dark. But on to happier patrons, Alara Donstar has fixed the roof, replaced the giant iron doors, and restored every stained glass window in the Temple of Scoraeus. She feels pretty proud of her si- BAM! A noise can be heard from the central hall where the purified acrylic shard resides. What is happening with our patrons this week? Captain Scarrow walks with heavy boots down the starboard side of his ship. Nothing can be heard but the waves beneath his feet and a slight breeze across the sail. His hand is held high above his head, stiff as a plank. Fog surrounds him and his mates, but this is exactly as he planned. They break through the fog to find a smaller ship sailing half a mile west. Thrusting his hand down, Scarrow shouts, FIRE! Ryan Green is next. Rumors grow within the murky forest of Riverwood. Our new protector branches out to new biomes with green intentions along with growing expectations. The Woodland Woad seeks to connect the forests of Humbrea. And last but not least is Scout. The Hydra Guild is a world-renowned monster hunter guild, well known for tackling big beasts and bringing home bigger trophies. Scout starts his journey by tracking their first fearsome foe. Will he make a name for himself or will he come back with his tail between his legs? Only one way will tell and both paths start with a draw of his bowstring. Now it's time for the Sidgwick College alumni. Andrew Hall starts us off. Quick question. Say someone got trapped in a tarot card. In fact, let's just say, theoretically speaking, 10 wizard students got trapped inside 10 tarot cards and are now fighting with the magical creatures that have come alive within the paper. 
how would you go and get them out? Asking for a friend, of course. Artemis is next, and his lessons at the Kambuki Isles have been going very well. He misses the Sejic College, of course, but this work is important to him. Now that the anti-bullying classes have been so successful, it is time to move on to his next lecture. Fighting Pit Combat 101 Sly slinks stealthily into the next spot. Guards rush past an alleyway with clanking, armored footsteps. After a moment, a half-elf pokes their head out of a barrel. They toss their cloak aside and shift forms, now taking the appearance of an orc. Sly grabs a wheelbarrow and blends back into the crowd. Zakajui is next to the Centaur Trackstar. He just got back from Holbeck where he got to see his favorite RBL team, the Holbeck Hydras, play against their rivals, the Orkland Badgers. Unfortunately, they lost 2-3. Fortunately, Jacqueline Myers from the opposing team did really well and won Sacagawea his Rocket Boot Fantasy League matchup. Patrick Wennerstrom, aka Punk, has been making his new neighbors furious. Apparently, this shadow elf rogue bard loves practicing the drums till 3 in the morning. One neighbor came to complain, but he was left so mentally scarred by Punk's vicious mockery, he had to move his family to Dillmore. Robert Crisp is back. He wakes to a horde of people standing over him. The doctor tells him he has been in a brief coma, but everything is okay now that he's woken up. Robert tells the doctor he had a terrible dream that a tiny bread village he was studying got eaten up by some jerk named Warden. The doctor looks blankly at Mr. Crisp. Yeah, about that. St. Chaos sits alone in prison. His antics have gotten so out of hand that even the other prison mates won't talk to him. He was able to steal a quill and some paper, but struggles to get many words on the page. The only words so far at the top of the parchment are, Dear Artemis. And now on to Humbrea's heroes. Abdurrahman is working on a new potion called Anti-Theft Elixir. Hopefully the effects aren't too aggressive. Elijah Vega, aka Nefarious Ducarius, has just started working on a new bodybuilding routine that focuses on beauty muscles. He heard stories of a goliath with glutes so thick they split a kraken in half. Man with Glass is not accepting carrier pigeons at this time. He is taking a mental health month to mourn the loss of his masterpiece. Sergio Rodriguez has reached his quota for blood shards this month and is being promoted to head guard of the most southern watchtower. Terminal No Name has stepped down from Holbeck Hydras as a player to focus on growing the league as its founder. A famous bard named Baylor Thrift is dating one of the players, so he is trying to take advantage of the new fans. Captain Dandelion is training to become a great thief so that he may someday compete with the likes of shape-shifting Sly. Odumel has just finished healing the last survivors in Dilmore and is now on her way back home. Johnny Tar is currently training in Gilo to be a great fighter, but what kind of fighter will he become? Caleb Schneider has just slayed another Lycan. It was the jazziest battle of his life, and that Ladies and gentlemen, is the end of our Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to see your name read here and support the podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash dnd404. That's patreon.com slash dnd404. See you next time.